The FT. Local conflicts in the Arab world seem to be drawing in the region's powers, Saudi Arabia and Iran, as Iran assists the Shia government in Iraq in its battle against Sunni jihadis, while Saudi Arabia has intervened to help Yemen's Sunni president fight off rebels backed by Shia Iran. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me to help make sense of it all is Bozu Duragahi, our Middle East correspondent. Hi, Bozu. Hi. Tell us first of all about what's been happening in Iraq. In、uh, Iraq, after weeks, really, of attempting to dislodge ISIS from the、uh, city of Tikrit, that's Saddam Hussein's hometown. The Iraqi forces appear to have become bogged down. The sort of strategy that they had of using large numbers of Iranian-backed Shia militiamen,、uh, volunteers from the Sunni and Shia communities, as well as the uniformed armed forces, the elite of both the Ministry of Defense and the Ministry of Interior, that strategy appears to have failed. And the Iraqi government was forced ultimately to turn to the U.S. and request airstrikes from the U.S. to help dislodge ISIS from the center of Tikrit. This has been read in a number of ways. Some say it's the U.S. coming to the aid of Iranian-backed Shia militias. On the other hand, others say that it's really a humiliation of Iran, undermining Iran's clout with the Iraqi government. Essentially, saying, "Look, you couldn't do it by yourself. Your strategy failed, and you had to call in Uncle Sam to、uh, come and help." And in Yemen, we've seen Saudi intervention to help the president there, who's been forced out by a rebel group with ties to Iran. Can you explain that situation? This is a very complicated conflict that has been going on since the Arab Spring uprisings of 2011. You've had so many twists and turns in Yemen. Eventually, the、uh, Houthis, which is a rebel army rooted in Yemen's Shia-affiliated Zaidi community, has taken over the capital Sana'a after a months-long offensive on the capital's outskirts and. Allies of the Houthis in the southern city of Aden have driven the the country's、uh, internationally recognized president out of the country. Abdul Rabu Hadi apparently took a boat to escape the country as the Houthis' allies in the south moved in on Aden. And at that point, Hadi himself called on the international community for help, and the Saudis, backed by、uh, numerous other allies, mostly in the Sunni world, intervened. And、uh, launched airstrikes in Sanaa and other parts of Yemen that has really escalated the conflict. And in return, the Houthis themselves launched、uh, rockets into Saudi Arabia. This is a rather unprecedented escalation of、uh, the conflict in the Arabian Peninsula. So now you've got Iranian involvement in Iraq. You've got Saudi involvement in Yemen on different sides. Is this the first time the Saudis have been drawn directly into the fighting, and is there a risk that Iran and Saudi Arabia could eventually face off against each other? This is not the first time that Saudi has become militarily involved. In、uh, Yemen, in recent years, there have been some border skirmishes, but this is definitely the most robust, the most high-profile involvement of Saudi Arabia. And it, given what happened in Bahrain several years ago and the、uh, entrance of Saudi troops in Bahrain to quell a Shia uprising, it sort of、uh, establishes a, somewhat of a pattern on the part of Saudi and its willingness to use force directly. To maintain its hegemonic status on the Arabian Peninsula, and so this is a real show of strength 
on the part of Saudi, which has been rather unwilling to use its own force in other conflicts, for example, in Iraq, where it has interests, or in Libya even, it has allowed the United Arab Emirates and Egypt to uh, take part in the proxy war. I don't think that it will escalate to the point of a direct confrontation between Saudi Arabia and Iran over Yemen for the simple reason that Iran probably does not view the stakes in Yemen as that high. It doesn't see it as that valuable that it would be willing to intervene that robustly and confront Saudi Arabia, especially given the doctrine that Saudi Arabia is seeming to establish, that it is the boss of the Arabian Peninsula. Iran respected Saudi Arabia's hegemonic status in the Arabian Peninsula when Saudi-backed troops crushed the rebellion in Bahrain in 2011, and it will more likely than not respect, if not happily, the uh, Saudi attempt to restore order and restore its status as the hegemon over Yemen. Where does the U.S. stand in all this? I think that's a very complicated question. I think the U.S. has uh, numerous interests. I think the U.S. is also probably rather confused, as we all are, as to what to do in these various conflicts. The U.S. is attempting still to see if it can pull back somewhat from direct involvement in all of these conflicts, to minimize its footprint in all of these places, whether Libya or Yemen or even Iraq, where it is daily launching airstrikes and training Iraqi troops, but not sending significant numbers of ground troops to fight against the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant. So I think that the U.S. is playing a more subtle game than perhaps it has in the past. For example, in Iraq, it hangs back until the Iranians fail, and then it steps in and looks like the savior. And in Yemen, for example, where the U.S. does have some strategic interests in terms of fighting against al-Qaeda and uh, ISIS, the Islamic State, uh, which has a foothold in Yemen now, it lends its verbal and logistical support, perhaps in the form of surveillance and intelligence, to the Saudi-led coalition, but it does not get involved itself. It does not launch airstrikes. The oil price spiked in response to the Saudi intervention in Yemen. What's the risk that this will disrupt global oil supplies? Well, Yemen borders the crucial Bab al-Mandib Straits. This is where much of the world's oil supply passes through en route to the rest of the world. And so this is a very important strategic gateway. But more importantly, I think just the level, the increase of tensions between Saudi Arabia and Iran is having an effect on the oil prices. And also the fact that the Houthis have launched rockets, unclear in terms of what extent and what range, the fact that they've launched rockets into Saudi Arabia, this is also probably worrying to oil speculators. This is not tied, however, to Yemen's oil supplies. Yemen has about 3 billion barrels of oil reserves, but it only produces right now, because of security concerns, about 150,000 barrels a day of oil. And much of that is consumed internally. So there's not a lot in terms of the global export market. But still, more likely than not, the geopolitical tensions raised by the Saudi action and the ongoing developments in Yemen and the potential for a clash between Saudi Arabia and Iran in the Gulf, perhaps, that is probably leading to to a spike in oil prices. Thanks very much, Bozif. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.